0: Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk. And on this episode, we're going to talk about God and really a lot about uh, the state of the church today and how we've made God into our own image. Now, people really know how to work me up uh, by sending me different billboard signs that they see from churches or uh, different articles and so forth. And my secretary did it to me yesterday. Uh, She sent me a uh, article That was about a Lutheran church in, um, I believe, Minnesota. I'm not 100% sure if it's in Minnesota. Uh, But it has this woman who is leading the church in a creed that is called the Sparkle Creed. And I'm going to play a clip for you of what the Sparkle Creed is actually, what it says. And then at the end of the clip on the Sparkle Creed... It's going to go to part of her prayers, and I kid you not, she has hands raised to heaven as she's praying, and she's also invoking a, um, uh, lyrics from a Taylor Swift song as she prays to God. And I kid you not, the, the, this, is a, uh, this is an ECLC Lutheran church, and I'll explain after the clip a little bit more about the different breakdowns and the denominations of lutheranism in america uh but it it, and it's not like i expected there might be five people in attendance and you can't see how many are in attendance in this church uh because the camera's just faced directly on the pastor and there's someone in shorts in the background and someone else in shorts on the side. But the the congregation is going to be doing Sparkle Creed with the pastor. And what you can tell is it's not the first time they said it because there's a real cadence and rhythm to how they're saying it. And there's a lot of people saying it. So I don't know how many people are in attendance on this uh, on this day or are normally in attendance at the church, but it's it's more than five or ten for sure. So uh, here we go. Hope this comes through audio-wise, okay? It's going to be the Sparkle Creed, and then at the end of the creed, once again, she's going to be invoking a prayer to God, and in that, she's quoting a Taylor Swift song. Here we go.
1: believe, glorious God, help my unbelief. Amen. For Taylor Swift and her Swifty fans and all music that inspires us, help us shake it off when life takes a turn. Remind us that we can still make the whole place shimmer. And when the time comes, help us confess and say, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. God of love.
0: I mean is this a joke i you even hear people like giggling uh as she's doing these prayers hands raised to heaven with a straight face and it's just i don't get it it's do people realize god's real and is is there no fear of of god that the creed started out i believe in a non-binary god whose pronouns are are plural that I believe in Jesus Christ their child who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads I I mean you can believe whatever you want but do you realize like you're making the one true cosmic holy eternal God who created the heavens the earth time itself your life uh, the vast un- universe everything that is in existence you're you're making stuff up about him i mean th- this isn't like some pal or or someone on the third third grade playground who you you just make up stuff about and 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 tell stories about and you don't care this is god she says i believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity. The the church of everyday saints is numerous and creative and resilient as patches on the AIDS quilt. AIDS that comes to us because it's a sin God, punishment God put upon the sin of homosexuality to punish his creation. And you're invoking that in, in his creed. I mean, seriously, it, it it's frightening. It, it, and I have to tell you, like, I, I mean, these aren't just one-offs. There, there seems to be more and more of these every time we turn around. And even like what we would consider the more mainstream and normal ones uh, are getting whacked and doing all this crazy stuff that, that is not biblical. So... This church is part of the ECLC, which is really, if I'm remembering right, it's a break off of the uh, ELCA, which is a very liberal branch who began uh, ordaining homosexuals and doing same sex weddings. Uh, They they, uh, paired up with the Episcopalians. And so a group of conservative actually I, I I take that back it's the LCMC that's the the, the conservative break off of that because I was about to be really confused how we get that in fact so I don't even know what the ECLC is um, and I should have probably done some research on it uh, before I started this uh, this podcast uh, but um, it, 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 it's it, there there's there's really three or four main breakdowns of the, uh, of Lutherans in America. You've got from the most conservative, the Wisconsin Synod Lutherans. When I say most conservative, what really separates them from what we are as LCMS is uh, they don't always have pastors and they won't like pray with people that aren't uh, Wisconsin Synod. Um, but their theology for the most part is 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 the same as ours, very conservative, but they just don't. Uh, they they don't associate with anyone but their own, basically. Um, then you've got what what we are, the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, uh, very Bible based, very conservative, and uh, you know one of the most conservative traditional um, uh, church bodies in, in America. Uh, you know, with other Bible believing, you know, true Bible churches or conservative Baptist churches or conservative Presbyterian churches. You know, the Bible is the Word of God type uh, type thing. Then you had the ELCA And they were the liberal ones. And I just kind of described them. Uh, So so those are your three main branches. And the ELCA ELCA was always the largest of them. But then uh, a few years back, they've had a split uh, because they got so liberal. And so you have the LCMC from them, uh, which is a very small group. But it's uh, the conservative uh, ELCA's that, that don't go with all the liberal stuff. But they still have, say, women pastors. Uh, but then you have this ECLC and I am I'm, I'm not sure what an ECLC uh church is um and once again I should have uh done a little bit more research on that uh their, their church you know on this news article and through their website this uh this church Lutheran church endorses eco faith uh it endorses abortion uh it holds to uh monthly anti-racism vig- vigils so that that's that's the real interesting thing it's like we you know they they support um you know all these like liberal like uh, agendas but they're for killing people they're they're against racism you you can't be racist but you you can kill your kids um it's just a complete breakdown and inconsistency in uh in their teachings um you know here here's the here's the real thing and, and this is what i see going on in the church today, and it's not just in these really whacked out churches like the, the clip I just played for you, but it, it, it's really across Christianity, It is the problem is, is what we see in, in Genesis is we're told that God made us in his image. Um, and so it seems though, since the time that God's made us in his image, what we've constantly tried to do is, well, remake God in our image. And it doesn't work that way. We can't make God into be who we want him to be. He's made us who we're to be. Um, but if you think about it, in the Garden of Eden, it starts. It's really how Satan tempts Adam and Eve. And, and Satan says, Well, did God really say this? And, and really, God didn't mean that. He just, uh, when he said, Don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of, of good and evil, he just doesn't want you to become more like him. And uh, in, in, in to have this knowledge, because you'll be, you know, you'll be more like him. So it's a perversion in what God says and who God is, and it starts at the very beginning. And, and we see it in the Exodus um, when Moses goes up the mountain and, uh, and is receiving the Ten Commandments. Uh, he's a long time in, in coming down, and and people need something to worship, and 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 they need God. And so, since Moses wasn't there to kind of tell them what God was saying and what God was doing, he was a long time of coming back, maybe they didn't think he was coming back, they decided to hit you know Moses' brother Aaron up to make them a God, just something that they could worship. Listen, it doesn't matter who that you know what that rumbling's going on up there in the mountain, you know if that's God talking to Moses or what but but you know what he's not here, so we're going to just make him how how we think he should be in. Aaron takes all their gold and silver and what have you and jewelry and melts it down and he, he makes a golden calf. Um, and, uh, and, and once again, making God out to be how they wanted him to be, how they wanted to understand him, how they wanted to visualize him. Which is interesting because as Moses comes down with those Ten Commandments, one of the things that God expressly forbids is, is making a graven image of him. To, to try to keep us from making him in our image uh, because we're not allowed to do that. Uh, no one can see God and live, so we don't know what God in his, in his fullness looks like. We know what God looks like through his son, Jesus Christ, but, but not God in his fullness. We, we can't behold him. We can't see him, and we aren't to make him in our own image. And so, okay, well, okay, but we, we see Israel still trying to do that If after the exodus and, and, and the golden calf. Um, if you go to ancient israel and when when they 're in the promised land um, they they start building uh altars to Baal and Asherah poles, you know the, the, these places that that they can have the image of these these even pagan gods because they'll they 'll trade in uh the the unseen image of of the true God uh for these like literal images of of other gods. Um, and we we see that not only being done like in in the literalness of of building false idols and false gods, but we, we see it in in, in theology, in, in teaching. We make God in, to be uh, to our own image. It's what that Lutheran Church is doing. Just just it's, they're changing God's word, and God is His word. They're they're, they're changing the the truth of God and. And God is truth. They're changing the image of God. It's what was going on in Jesus' day. Um, That's why people didn't recognize the teachings of Jesus. The Pharisees were so far off. The religious leaders had perverted the, the word of God. And with perverting the word of God, they didn't even recognize when God came in human form in the person of Jesus. Because they had created God in their own image. We can go beyond that. Let's go to the time of the Reformation. Um, the, the church had created God in, in their own image. They, they had changed who God was and is, and made him out to be who they wanted him to be rather than what the word said. And you had people like Martin Luther and, and uh, Calvin and Zwingli and a bunch of other people who were like, wait a minute, this doesn't square with what the Bible actually says. But most people weren't able to know that because they didn't even have the Bible in their own language. And we can move forward into our world today. And, and and we're doing doing the same thing. It's what that that church is doing with their sparkle creed, a, a non-binary God whose pronouns are you know plural, and and just all that crap. And, and it's and it's not just like the 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 gay agenda, which is very much getting a foothold in the church, even in what you would consider. Churches that reject stuff like that, the, the feel-good's there, right? That people don't want to hear that they're sinners. They don't want to hear about how they should be living their life better. They just want to hear how how much God loves them, which which God does. But that, that that's a skewed picture of who God is. Because part of a, a parent's love is that they expect you're going to behave a certain way. And if you love them, you will. And, and the Bible's filled with passages that if we love God, we'll, we'll obey him. But we don't talk about that at church, you know. Once again, you, you've got the, the the churches in this area that have signs up like we're all about fun. God wants you know your marriage to be spicy like tacos. I mean, this is a billboard of a large church in in the South Lake area, and it's ridiculous. And, and then there's you know the other churches that like are just kind of godlike i mean they're they're gonna culturally maybe be more conservative but it, it's it's really just about a rock concert and and um you know you're you're getting like how to live the best life type teachings it, it, and this is what the church has become it, it, and there's very few churches that are really teaching the bible anymore or teaching god's word and a lot of the ones that that are you know kind of still worship in, in a 1500s mindset and it, it's not relatable to today's culture And, and the challenge is, is that that, like, we've got to speak God's eternal truth in a relevant way today. And so that doesn't mean that you change the truth, which is what most churches do. It just means that, like, you got to speak to the culture. And that's not praying Taylor Swift lyrics. It's just like speaking in, in in modern English. It's it's playing, you know, modern music rather than the music when the denomination was started, you know, five hundred years earlier. It, but but that can be done tastefully. I mean, all throughout the biblical days, they're they're playing, you know, music to the Lord and, and, and the way that they express music that, that day. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just I, well, once again, it's we're so off base. We're either just changing the truth, or we're not modernizing how we speak it that people aren't getting it. And and the church has become what it has. Uh, I guess the question is: is what do we do about it? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess this. You know, before Jesus came, uh, John the Baptist is referred to as a voice. Of, of one um uh, basically a lonely voice of one calling out in the wilderness prepare the way of the lord it, and for the number of churches that that are speaking the truth it's probably much the same as we get near to the time of the lord's return we're told that more and more are gonna turn away and, and false teachers are gonna abound and people are gonna surround themselves with teaching that itching ears wanna hear. And I think we just have to encourage one another, even if we are a lone voice in the wilderness, and I'm not saying that our church is that an only voice, I'm just saying that the voices are far less than they ever have been before. And, and so what we, all we can do is say, uh, prepare the way of the Lord, for the Lord is coming. And uh, for those who've remained faithful, they will receive the crown of eternal life. But to those who have made God into their own image, they will reap the rewards that, they, uh, uh, that they've so sowed. Uh, thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk, and I look forward to talking to you
1: again next week.